Hello everyone. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that we have available now two books, soon to be three, on Amazon. The first book is called A Catechism for the Church, and it walks you through basic Christian doctrine in a simple-to-follow question-and-answer format. Each question also has the scripture verses that co correspond to the answer, so you can look up the verse and know that what you are learning is biblical as well as foundational. Now, catechisms have been used throughout church history to teach everyone from new believers to children the basic tenets of the faith, and I am certain that this book will help you grow or teach your children as well. The second book we have available is Journaling Through the Scriptures, a Bible Study Method. This small book is packed with the step-by-step -step process which I use every time I sit down to study the scripture. In fact, it is the same method I use to prepare for this very podcast. Now, I know that this book will help you get deeper into the Word of God as you follow along and ask the questions of scripture that I have laid out in the book. These two books are now available on Amazon. Links will be in the show notes if you would like to purchase them. They are available in both digital and print format for your convenience. The third book, which is still in the writing process but very near completion, is the Sermon on the Mount, Practical Lessons from Jesus, which follows along through the last several episodes of this podcast and through the end of the series. Now, I am personally excited about this book as it is the first book to be released that corresponds with a teaching series that I've gone through. Now remember to check the website and social media accounts for updates on when this book will be released. Again, all links will be listed in the show notes for you so you do not have to try to remember them. Thank you, and now, on to our study. Hello, and welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. My name is Jerry Crow, and I will be your teacher as we study the Word of God together. And now, today's lesson. As we continue this series on this sermon that Jesus preached at the beginning of his ministry, we come to one of the most crucial passages of Scripture that was ever written. In order of importance in Scripture, in my opinion at least, is the Gospel, that is, why and how we are able to come to God or salvation. The life of the believer, that is, holy and righteous living before Almighty God or sanctification. And then the life of faith, that is, how to live totally trusting in God for everything or surrender. So that's salvation, sanctification, and surrender. In today's study, we're going to look at it a part of that life of faith or surrender in that what Jesus is teaching the people who have gathered to hear him is that they should not worry about any of the small things in life because ultimately God is in control and he has already provided what is needed for each day so if you're able to I would like you to get your Bible and a notebook something to write with because I think you're going to want to take some notes as we go through this study. And I hope this study today is a blessing to everyone who hears it. And that you are able to pass it on to people. 
who may need to hear what we are talking about today. So let us pray and then we will get right into the scripture. Father God, I know that as we humble ourselves, you hear us and answer our prayers. Help us to trust you in every situation in our lives. As we come to your word today, open our ears to hear, open our minds to comprehend, and open our hearts to learn what you are saying to us today. We ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which, is today, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now let us begin by defining what we are talking about today. Our chief topic is worry and according to the Oxford English Dictionary worry is defined as a verb meaning give way to anxiety or unease to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. According to the Cambridge English Dictionary worry can be defined as to think about problems or unpleasant things that might happen in a way that makes you feel unhappy or frightened. No matter what dictionary you use, they all convey the same idea. That is, that worry takes place in the mind and it is something that is continual. I want you to think about that for a moment. How many of us will sit and think about the things that are difficult in our lives? How many of us sit and dwell on those things that might happen and end up in a state of such hopelessness and fear that we do not know where to turn or how to get out of that state of mind? If we are honest, all of us do this to varying degrees. But today I want us to look at what Jesus has to say about this topic. Not only that, but we are going to look at some other texts that will help pull this together for us and really make the Bible as a whole speak to this topic. By the end of this study, I want all of us, myself included, to be able to better handle our worry, our anxiety, our fear, and those things which cause our minds to lead us into hopelessness. 
Verse 25 says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Jesus begins with a very clear statement. He says, do not worry about your life. He then goes on to list the three most basic needs that a person has in life. Food, drink, and clothing. In fact, he says very plainly that those are the three things that we should not worry about. And the rest of this passage is basically an explanation of why we should not worry about those th three things. He asks the question, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider that question for a, for a minute. What does he mean that life is more than food? I cannot help but think that he is remembering what he had just gone through not too long ago with Satan in the wilderness. Remember that after Jesus was baptized by John, that he went into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says that after 40 days and 40 nights without food, that Jesus was hungry. Then Satan came to him to tempt him. First of all, some of us could never imagine fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. I will not go into great amount of detail on that, but I will say that Jesus, being the true Israel, had to go through all the trials that the people of Israel did also. That is why the writer of Hebrews can say, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You see, Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, just as Israel had spent 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus spent one day and night fasting for each year that was represented by Israel's disobedience, which kept them from entering the promised land. That's enough about that. That's a whole different subject. After that 40 day and night fast, he was hungry, as you could imagine. And Satan came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command this, that these stones become bread. Jesus remembered this, and he, he had just recently come away from this experience with Satan. And he knew that the people needed to hear how to overcome the worry about food and drink. Well, how did Jesus answer Satan in the wilderness? He answered with the word of God. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus knows that it is, that it is only God the Father who is able to sustain us. Then he moves on to the other basic necessity for life, clothing. Is not the body more than clothing? With this simple question, Jesus was setting up the people who were hearing him for a revelation unlike anything they had ever heard before. He goes on in the next several verses to talk about the clothing and how we should not worry about what we should wear. Let's take a look at it. Verse 26, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Okay, let's stop right there for a moment. I may step on some toes here, but frankly, I don't care. 
human life is more valuable than the lives of animals. I did not say it. Jesus said it right there in that verse. Verse 26, look at it again. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Right here. Are you not of more value than they? This is a side note that I'm not going to allow to run into a rabbit trail, but anyone that says animals are equal to humans does not know their Bible, does not know what the Bible teach, and are out to destroy the natural order of God. Do not get me wrong. I love animals. I love all animals. I have pets who bring me great happiness and are great companions to me. However, when God created the world, he brought all the animals before Adam. Adam named all the animals. And from the animals, a helper comparable to Adam could not be found. So God caused Adam to sleep, took a rib from his side, and created Eve. As much as certain people and organizations would like to elevate animal life to being equal to or even above human life, that is out of order with God's natural order of things. And that is as far as I'm going to go on that. Otherwise, it could devolve very quickly. Now, Jesus says that Jesus says to the people that since the Father feeds the birds, how much surer should we be that he would feed us? One thing I want to say about this verse, when Jesus talks about the birds not sowing, reaping, or gathering into barns, but they are still taken care of by the Father, he is not giving us an excuse to be lazy. Throughout the Bible, laziness is condemned. What Jesus is saying is this, the Father will take care of your needs because he values you. You understand that? I hope so. Okay. Verse 27. Which of you by worrying could add one cubit to his stature? Obviously, the answer to this question is none of us. We cannot change ourselves by worrying. In fact, we cannot change any aspect of our lives by worrying. Why? Because worry produces fear. And fear becomes crippling in the lives of the believer. Why does the Bible speak so much about fear? Because we are not to be afraid of anything in our lives. The only fear that we should have is the holy fear of God. The fear of God actually allows us to move forward and change our lives because we desire to, be, because we desire to become more like Christ. But all other fear stops that growth in its tracks. Verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Why is it that we have more faith that God will take care of plants and animals? than we do that he will take care of us? Is it really so difficult for us to believe that the one who created us in his image will also provide our every need? Let's keep going. Verse 31, Therefore do not 
worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Of course the Father knows that we need all these things. That is why Jesus is telling us that we should not worry about them. In fact, he goes on to say here that those who do not know God as Father are the ones who worry themselves with what they will eat or drink or wear. In other words, we who know God as our Father should never worry about these things because the Father is faithful to give to his children. Verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek here is meant in a continual state. As we continually seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to us. All what things? What we should eat, drink, and wear, of course. Jesus has not changed the topic here. He has been talking about God the Father providing the believer with food, drink, and clothing, and he is still talking about those things. Verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Just as a cross-reference, I want us to turn and look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Unfortunately, most people stop with verse 6 and 7 here. But verse 8 is also very helpful in our study today. It says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Do you want to know how to stop being full of anxiety and worry? Today's verses are a steady diet of how to reduce worry and anxiety and how to increase in trust and peace of God. First, you must believe that God will provide all the things that you truly need in your life. You may not have a big bank account fancy car, designer clothes, but you will have your basic needs met every day of your life. Secondly, you have to pray properly. Paul says here that by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, we should let our requests be made known to God. I wonder how many of us approach God truly thankful for the things we do have before we go asking him for more things. An even better question would be, when was the last time any of us just prayed to God to thank him? Is it truly that difficult for us to thank God for being our father and providing our basic needs? 
I think that we will all see tremendous changes when we start praying properly and thankfully. Third, we must understand that our peace does not come from ourselves or from other people, but it comes from God. Look at verse 7 again. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Not only does God provide our peace, but it is beyond our comprehension. I have long ago stopped trying to understand the peace that God gives me in my life. As long as I remain thankful and trusting in Him, He provides peace to me in situations I would have never thought possible to have peace. Not only does He provide incomprehensible peace, but that peace guards our hearts and minds from outside attack. It is all right there in those two little verses that most people know, but they gloss over the meaning. Now, how do we stop our minds from wandering away from God and His truths? Well, that's why I wanted us to go all the way through verse 8 instead of stopping with verse 7. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Just like last time when we talked about what we put into our minds through our eyes, what we think about can affect us greatly. Paul tells the believers at Philippi here in verse 8 what kind of things they should think about. I will tell us here today that we should be thinking about these things also so we do not fall into worry and anxiety. In reality, this is a list of some of the characteristics of God. One question I get asked a lot when I deal with this verse is, where do I find those kinds of things to think about? My answer has always been and will always be the Bible. The Word of God is the sum total of those things. It tells us what is true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and all things that are praiseworthy. I want to challenge all of us, myself included, to commit to meditating on the Word of God more. In doing so, I want us to see how much our worry and anxiety decreases and our faith and trust in God increases. Jesus ends chapter 6 by telling us that sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How many of us look for trouble, look for worry into tomorrow or the next day, or days, weeks, or months down the road? My wife calls it borrowing trouble, and it is dangerous. When we borrow trouble, we usually pay it back with tons of interest. 
I think we should probably look to and heed the words of Jesus here. Each day has its own problems. And we don't need to be looking for trouble from other days. Instead, we need to realize that God the Father knows what each day brings. And that he has already provided what we need to get through that day when we come to it. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for your provision each day. I thank you that you give to us what we need to face each day as it comes. Help us all to have faith and trust in you for each day. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Before you go, I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. Each one of these studies is enjoyable for me to do, and I pray that they are a blessing for you as well as you listen and study along with me. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Jerry Crow Ministries or go directly to at Crow Ministries on those social media outlets. Links will also be in the show notes. I would also like to announce that my first two books are now available on Amazon. They are available in print and digital formats. Uh, Detailed releases are on Facebook and on our website. Um, Also, the links are in the show notes. You can get to our website at Jerry Crow Ministries, where we have resources, including our our blog, and a page where you can donate to the ministry securely through PayPal. Any money given through that donate page will go directly to offset the cost of the podcast and website to help us further the work of the ministry. All these links will be listed in the show notes for this episode of the podcast, so you can just go to the description of the episode, click on the links, and get to each of the sites that we talked about. Thank you, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. We hope that you are encouraged by the Word of God. Remember to take a moment and look up today's scriptures and dig into the Word for yourself. For more information about Jerry Crow Ministries, please go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. There you can find information about the ministry, contact information, and catch up on some of our latest writings. Tune in next time for more biblical understanding. May God bless you and keep you in our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit.